Hello and Happy New Year. This is the Travel Weekly podcast, our first of 2020. I'm Amy Keeley and on this episode we are going to be reviewing some of the turn of year TV ads. And to do that I am joined by PR and marketing expert Steve Dunn. Steve is CEO of digital PR and marketing agency Digital Drums. He has more than 30 years experience and has held senior PR roles in British Telecom, HSBC and South African Airways to name a few. You will also see him on the pages of Travel Weekly, where he is a regular columnist. Hello, Steve, and thanks for agreeing to do this for a second year in a row now. Thank you very much, and uh, Happy New Year to uh, everyone here. Thank you. Um, To help him dissect the ads, he is joined by Phil Bloomfield. Phil is Head of PR for NetFlights and Travel Bag at Donata Travel Group. Before that, he was Managing Partner at Siren Communications, which manages the PR for a whole host of travel companies. He has previously held senior PR roles at both Cheap Flights and Virgin Holidays. Hi, Phil, and welcome. Hello, and... um... Happy new decade to you both. Thank you very much. All right, let's get cracking. Um, Now, there are a lot of ads this year, so we've picked out six, which we'll review in depth, um, and then we'll go through a few others uh, as well. Uh, But before we do that, Steve, on the whole, what did you make of this year's efforts? Well, I've been reviewing uh, the ads at this time of the year for probably the last eight or nine years, actually, and um, I thought that this year we saw a a real uh, uptick in uh, the production values. So uh, last year, um, we had one or two that were good. Keone, for example, was um, streets ahead of most people last year. But it's almost as if the trade has got together and decided to uh, um, up its act because uh, the production values across most of them, I'd say about 80%, were were quite uh, noticeable. And so that was the big thing for me. And so there's some really great ads that we're going to have a look at uh, today. Um, there's one or two that didn't quite come up to the mark, but most of them are doing what they uh, what their job is intended to do. Phil, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, broadly broadly speaking, um, for me, I was really hoping for um, an uptick in the creativity um, in the in the ads. Uh, and, and as Steve says, broadly speaking, uh, there has been a big improvement, a big step up. There's one absolute kind of clear winner, which we're going to talk about in a min- in a minute. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, I was impressed. There's some great writing involved as well. So as a, you know, someone with a bit of a copywriting past, I'm always on the lookout for good writing. So I was pleased to see that some, uh, some time and effort has been spent on that. Um, and, and it's a tricky, it's a tricky, it's, it's a tricky thing to get right. You know, I've been involved in the production of a few ads over, uh, over the years and, and it is really hard to get right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, but there's some good efforts this year. Okay, brilliant. All right, well, we're going to start now. So we're going to play um, uh, a clip. Um, and then Stephen Phil will talk through the creative and then give their, their verdict. So first up is the one a lot of people have been talking about, and that's um, Kylie Minogue, um, mate song. And she fronted Tourism Australia's campaign this year. It was a very long ad, wasn't it? You were saying just now, it was about mm. three minutes yeah. in total. Epic. Epic. Um, but we're just going to play a little clip now, um, and then we are going to go through it. This year's been tough and confusing, but progress is moving. Well, a glacial pace. Sorry. But all of Australia loves you, and we'll never judge you. You just need some space. Because negotiating tricky trade deals is a shocker. But look, there's a quacker. 
Okay, so we could play the whole thing, but <laughs> we're not going to. Watch no. it on YouTube. All right, so um, let's start with that one. Steve, you loved this ad, like a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Why did you like it? Well, I'm coming from the marketing point of view as well as creativity. And <clears throat> the problem for, for the travel industry is that, a uh, bit of a broad statement this, but essentially we sell the same thing. So the challenge for, for uh, the marketing departments and the advertising guys is how do we differentiate ourselves? And if you think of tourist boards, they've got the, uh, the toughest job of all because it's all about beaches that seems to be in common with most people. They have waterfalls, they have chefs, they have people eating, they have people doing activities, they have city skylines. And therefore, if you see a, a series of ads uh, promoting destinations, they tend to all merge into one. So how do you get yourself to stand out? And this is brilliant because obviously they get Kylie Minogue and, uh, and they've got uh, um, uh, Adam Hills there and we, uh, we see Shane uh, Warne in there and there's lots of celebrities in there. Um, but also it goes down the line of humour. Uh, it's got a catchy tune in the mate song it appeals very much to a brexit weary britain you can imagine consumers there thinking uh, uh where can we go for our holidays and, and being wary of brexit and whether we'll be welcome in certain countries in europe and all the rest of it and th this ad comes in very strong about that and it highlights all the things we've got in common uh, so it talks about the fact we the australians eat curry and fish and chips speak your language but it also uh, uh, what, uh, weaves in some of the stunning scenery that you would get in Australia that is only in Australia. So it kind of does everything uh, uh, it says on the box. And for me, it's got repeatability. I would sit and watch that ad over and over and over again. So it makes Australia accessible to me. And so if it was on my list of places to go, it might get elevated as a result of this ad. So wow. I think this is, the, for me, the high watermark. Of, okay. the whole, of the whole season. Wow. Okay, bit for high praise there. Phil, do you agree with that or what, what do you think? Yeah, there's nothing really I can be controversial about on this one. Um, <laughs> I agree with everything that Steve says. Um, you know, the, the, the one criticism I might be, I might have is, um, you know, we don't all have the luxury for, to sit and watch a three minute ad as good as it is every time. Um, so how does this get broken down into, into 30 second, 10 second stings? Um, and have the same impact. Mm. Uh, that's a challenge that I'm sure mm. that the, the creative agency and the media agency behind this have, have, have considered and we'll see what that looks like. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, it's an, it's an epic destination with an epic ad that, that, that hits all the, all the high notes uh, and there really isn't, you know, everybody else is, is, is fighting for second place this year yeah. compared to this. And I, you know, I haven't been involved in producing an ad this year and I'm glad, I'm glad I haven't because I would have thrown my hands up at once I saw yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's, it's quite a way above Very the others, much. isn't Absolutely. it? I mean, Kylie and, and Shane yeah. and all those famous faces as well. A lot of money has been thrown at it. I didn't Which actually is probably why you want three minutes because if you're paying those bucks for yeah, those yeah, people, yeah. you're not going to cram them into 30 seconds. So you probably would try to make that uh, uh, three minutes. And it would work really well in the cinema. Mm. Yeah, you can imagine absolutely. people sitting yeah. into the film and they'd be quite welcome to, to yeah. see that ad. So it yeah. probably works across a number of different the, media. The, 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 um, it's got a cinematic feel to it. It's very absolutely. epic. You know, yeah. and the, the cinematography is great. Yeah, yeah. very high quality, yeah. isn't yeah. it? I don't recall seeing any other tourism board ads, actually. I yeah. don't know if that's because that too. eclipsed it. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. seeing any want others. To, you wouldn't want to uh, be putting your, no. uh, your ad up against that, no. No. Okay, all right. Next up, we're going to look at On the Beaches um, new advert. This is the worst week of Jessica Chapel's life. See, Jessica made a cake for a charity bake sale, which poisoned 37 people. She was arrested, handcuffed, 
and thrown in prison. The donkey charity was shut down and she was on the news globally with the headline, Evil Cake Woman Shuts Down Donkey Charity. But now Jessica is on her perfect holiday, booked through onthebeach.co.uk. Okay, so quite random. But um, <laughs> Phil, what do you make of this one? I really like these ads, um, but I appreciate the fact that not everybody will. Um, for me, the use of uh, Iggy Pop as the narrator is great. The, the, the writing is, is excellent, really, and it's funny. Um, they could have easily, it's, it's the kind of brand that could have easily fallen into a very sort of uh, DFS style advertising, sale, 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 we're on sale, you know, get money off, discounts, all the rest of it this time of year, which is, you know, obviously a, a very important message. Um, but they didn't, and they've taken a very brave step and done something completely different. Um, and I admire them for that, but I know what Steve's going to say, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, is this, is this too brave? You know, have they, have they really jumped off a cliff with this? And is it, gonna, is it going to resonate with their customer? You know, with the typical on the beach customer, is this gonna work for them? Um, do they need something that's more simpler, more direct, and all the rest of it? From a, but from a creative point of view, as a, as a objective um, uh, um, point of view, for me, I like, you know, I like them and they work. Yeah. Okay, all right, Steve, so you don't agree well, with all of that? No, I have to take the slightly different angle. I, I think there's different types of ads around. There's, there's creative ads, there's, there's bland ads, there's workmanlike ads that just do what they say on the tin. And then there is, as, as Phil said, brave ads. And I think this is very much a brave ad. So the person who had to sign this off and that the agency that had to present a, a, a series of people in-house... There was a lot of bravery in that room because this is quite edgy. It's very, very different. Um, but for me, it's a one-hit wonder. So once I've seen it, I've seen it. And therefore, if we compare it to the Tourism Australia, which I'd watch over and over again, this, as soon as it comes on, I think I've seen that. Even if they change the scenario, which they've done four times, mm -hmm. once I've seen all four, I've kind of bailed out. And then it is brave because it's basically one shot of someone on a sunbed. It's fantastic writing. It's a great story there. But once you've heard it, you've heard the story. Um, and Iggy Pop is just a fabulous voice. It sounds like it's a, a, a Hollywood movie trailer. You know, you expect something big to come out of it. So I imagine it will work for some people, which is why I'm not surprised you've gone that direction, Phil, and it works for you. For me, it just, once I've seen it, I've seen it. So it doesn't tick my box. What did you score this one, Steve, in our uh, one review? One out of five. Ooh, right. One, yes, I give it one. Wow. <laughs> but I did qualify it by saying that it's, uh, it could work for some people, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Okay, all right then. Um, next up, we're going to look at First Choice and Tui. We're kind of going to look at those two together, aren't we? So let's play First Choice first. Um, here we go. Here's the clip. To think it was just two nine nine each for our First Choice holiday. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous adverts. First choice. So, Steve, what do you make a first choice? Uh, well, I thought it was brilliant, um, and I know there's going to be a lot of creative people. 
not in this room, but there's going to be a lot of creative people that might sneer at this type of advert because it's a little bit hackneyed in many ways. But if you think about the ingredients that go into a great advert, uh, the first thing you need is to grab attention pretty quickly. And they open with the £299 price mark, right? Which for a lot of people, I think, will instantly make you sit up and, and listen because £2.99 is a ridiculous price. It's got a catchy tune that people will be singing after the ad's disappeared, right? But they'll relate it to it. So, you know, The Lion Sleeps Tonight is a big old uh, um, uh, song that people will uh, get behind and all the rest of it. And then it's uh, visually uh, supporting uh, the whole premise because it's lots of ridiculous stuff flying in there, you know, in terms of just stuff you wouldn't uh, normally see and then the narrator brings it all round fabulously for me at the end by saying ridiculous deals uh, in ridiculous adverts first choice ridiculously good value I just thought that was superb mm -hmm. so for me it's it's been unfortunate from our perspective that there are stronger ads one or two because this in any other year could have actually won it would have been That's your, for me. Would have been your me, number yeah. one yeah okay and they've kept the because the tagline obviously uh, was the home of all inclusive so they've kind of kept an element of that, haven't they? Yeah. So there's some continuity there, but obviously they've moved away from just selling yeah. all-inclusive. Um, okay, Phil, do you agree with Steve on that? Would you have scored it five out of five? No. <laughs> I think the greatest... I scored it four out of five. Oh, four, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Only because there's two five out of fives in there, see? The greatest tragedy for me was uh, that there's no going mahusive rap this year. I was <laughs> sad to see that go, I have to say. Um, the point about the all-inclusive um, and then sort of making a strategic departure from that proposition, uh, it's not clear to me that they are now doing other stuff from this particular ad. Uh, it's very knowing, I get that. I get the sense that, you know, um, this whole line around being ridiculous, so the ad's going to be ridiculous, you know, it's very kind of, you know, pats on the back around, you know, everybody high-five probably when they, when they decided to kind of be that meta about the whole thing. Um, for me, I watched it the first time and I thought, what the hell have I just seen? What's going on? Um, you know, it was very confusing. Um, but it, it's one of those ones that, as you know, Steve intimates, it, it, it benefits from replaying. Mm. Um, it's beginning to, um, the more I watch it, the more I'm beginning to warm to it. Uh, you're dead right when you, when you talk about it. You know, it hits all the buttons very quickly, gets the price point in early. It's a good sound. It's not a song that I particularly like, but it's an earworm and it sticks in your head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you're going to make that kind of mental link with it. Um, and it's fun and it's, you know, tongue in cheek, so all those sorts of things. It's personally not, you know, for me, um, it's, it's not my favourite, but I can understand why it will work. I think it would appeal to children as yeah. well, or yeah, younger yeah, members yeah, of the yeah, family. Because it's a bit know, silly. Yeah, yeah. It's silly, it's, but it's, it's silly in a knowing way. It's silly, it's not trying to be kind of uh, meaningful or anything like mm. that. It's, mm. you know, um, let's just have fun. Yeah, and that's really going to get you in the mood for, for buying, a, you know, for looking at their holidays. It's interesting what you say about children, though, because Pester Power, when it comes to holidays, is a, they're, they're big contributors. Uh, so I think if they got behind this ad, it could make people evaluate it. Mm. And the other thing I would say is I think we get a bit hung up about first choice being all inclusive. I don't know whether the public remember that from one year to the other. I think the trade do, mm. um, and we're very close to it, so it's a big deal for us. But the man in the street, I'm not entirely sure they think about it. They've probably forgotten about it from last year. I'm Unless they go on a first choice holiday every year because it's inclusive. Yeah, and I think in this in this sense, you know, they they're, they're looking for value. They're looking for is it going to be fun? Mm. Is it going to be right for my family? Mm. Um, are we going to have a laugh? Can we look forward to it? It's all those things. Mm. Listen, yeah. And this ad kind of does that job. Yeah. Okay. But it's not going to win any um, Oscars for you know creativity, in my opinion. 
Okay. Now let's look at um, TUI, so the parent company of First Choice. Now they did launch their ad back in November, so it's been around um, a little while. So here we go, we'll play a clip. Holidays are my favourite thing in the whole world, even with my big brother. You know, he might not look it, but he's actually quite brave. From splash parks to swimming lessons, at TUI, we cross the T's, dot the I's and put you in the middle. Very different from First Choice's mm. effort. Steve, just talk us through that ad, what actually happens. Well, what we've got is uh, um, two young children, as you heard, they're called Oliver and Elsie, and they're experiencing a water slide um, in a sunny resort, a nondescript sunny resort somewhere. Um, and Elsie, as you just heard, is telling us uh, how holidays are her favourite thing in the world. Um, and that's really it. That's that's it in 30 seconds. I can't tell you how disappointed I was in this advert. Um, I'm uh, Deputy Chairman of the, uh, the Travel Industries uh, um, Chartered Institute Marketing Group, and TUI have dominated the Travel Marketing Awards for the last nine or 10 years. I mean, literally swept the board. And this is almost as if they've turned up by accident. If they, you know, they've not quite worked out what they want to do, but they've got some schedule to fill. Um, and if you compare that to the first choice out of the same stable, it's almost diametrically opposed. They're at different ends of the scale. So um, I gave it a very, very low rating because I just didn't think they turned up to the show. Do you think they've just spent all their money on the first choice? It could be that. I mean, I'm not uh, akin to it, but I can't believe they've come out of the same stable for any other reason than they've blown all their money on one particular mm. venture and therefore they're shoring up on the other. Um, the one thing I wouldn't want to think of is that they're so big and so powerful now as a brand uh, and so uh, unchallengeable that they've kind of got lazy. That's the bit I'd hate to think because if you look at some of the challenger brands that we're going to discuss a bit later on, they're doing real good stuff. Okay. Do you, why do you think Tui's not... I mean, I think it's fair to say they've not put a lot yeah, of effort one, into that. <coughs> it does, it do does rather smack of um, complacency, this one. Um, and, and it's a disappointment because the... The, the previous ad, um, which was the mother and daughter on holiday, and it told a really lovely story, mm. and it was you know, spot on in terms of the soundtrack and all the rest of it, that was great. And this one is a bit of an afterthought. It feels like a bit of an afterthought, or it feels like it's been produced for multiple markets, and they're, and they're just kind of um, dialing it in, almost. And I don't know whether they blew the budget on, on using the, the rights to that stroke song, and now they, yeah. from the first ad, and now they can't use it, because the soundtrack for this is very generic, mm -hmm. and it's just clearly come off a, you know, um, like a sound archive by the sound of it with a bit of a generic voiceover. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it's disappointing and I think it's, it's sort of instantly forgettable. So I know that TUI wanted to position the TUI brand as somewhat more premium and then first choice is, is more price conscious and fun. And, yeah, which but it does. That, but I don't know if that TUI ad screams premium nope. to you. There's nothing no. premium there at all. No. Not at all. Interesting. You okay. could you could put anybody's logo over that, and anybody's strap line against that. There's just nothing distinctive in it at all. Yeah, it didn't even showcase really the Tui properties, no. their, their hotel brands, which are very no, just um, a water highly slide. regarded. Yeah, just a water. Yeah, could slide. be anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on. We're going to talk about Hayes and Jarvis now. Now this is their first national TV ad campaign. What's your extraordinary? Kisses your neck The 
Hazen Jarvis, we tailor every holiday to your needs, so your extraordinary is always handpicked and just for you. Hazen Jarvis, extraordinary travels tailored for you. Um, I could fall asleep to that, but in the nicest possible way. It's very relaxing. <laughs> Um, that's Mariella Frostrup for you. Okay, Steve, um, I think you said something similar. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, it's almost an ad of two parts, really. Visually, it's very striking, and I love how they've got the big H and the J, and you get jaw-dropping, and you get all those various different things. Um, uh, Hand-picked comes out quite strongly. Uh, so you get that, uh, and the, the, the production values are very high there. And then they put this music bed in, um, and of course the voiceover is very chilled and relaxed and laid back but it, that would work really well in a cinema if you were again in a, you know, before a big main movie that would work quite well on TV I just did not think with the crowded uh, um, field of lots of other brands trying to grab your attention and your attention span in decline anyway is this going to grab hold of you and I just don't think it will it had me feeling like I was about to go to a well-being massage or treatment you know do you go to those, Steve? No, I don't. <laughs> um, um, do you agree with that? Do you, did it make you sleepy and want I to think, go to a massage parlour? I think it would work great in the cinema or on social. I think this is a really good social ad because you've got a captive audience, like you say, Steve, um, in, a, in a noisy, shouty TV advert break. It would probably sort of glo- you'd probably gloss over it. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd wake up after 30 seconds and think, well, what just mm. happened? Mm. Um, the H and J convention made me laugh a little bit because I think they they um, had the idea and then quickly ran out of things to write about it. So you get hang hang loose doesn't sound very on brand as a as a sort of a good point. defining statement for for Hazen Jarvis because it's premium and it feels a little bit more kind of conservative than that. Mm. Hang loose, what am I hanging loose exactly, and where is it hanging loose? <laughs> um, uh, so. Yeah, that, that was, you know, smacked to me of a, of a good idea that then quickly ran out of steam, but they sort of stuck with it. Um, I actually quite like the soundtrack, personally. Um, it's, it's kind of a type of music that I quite like, and, and obviously with Mariella, you can't ever go ever so wrong. Yeah. She's up there with the, with the Iggy Pops in terms yeah. of, 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 of a very distinctive voice. Yeah. And, 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 in, in part, and with the premium element as well, yeah. she's suited to that yes, kind yeah, of... Yeah, definitely. She's, she's spot on for the, for the, for the typical H&J customer. Um, as a as a as a person with, to whom they would relate, um, but I'd say a good first try for them. You know, I'm not that familiar with the, with with the workings of the brand. I don't imagine their budgets are massive, um, and I would say that they've done a decent job with what they've got. Okay, and I, th- I think there's a good point there that that we need to draw out, which is it's where they place the ad. Targeting mm-hmm. and, and media buying is as crucial as the creative. So if they were placing that in uh, where they knew their audience was watching and it's on Channel 4 and it's at a certain time of day and it's in the, cer- you know, the middle of a certain type of programme, might, they might get away with it. Mm. But if they're you know, in, the, in the cluttered uh, mainstream, I think they'd, uh, yeah. they'd sink. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that is an important point. You know, as, as I say, I've been involved with this one or two of these in the past. Um, and you have to make a fairly early decision mm. as to how you're going to split your budget and mm. say, am I going to be, are we going to be really creative here and do something completely you know, um, left field for our brand and, and brave um, and hope that it has a virality to it and it gets shared and that kind of does the, like, the legwork for you in, in, in building awareness or are we going to do something quite basic um, but spread it everywhere and, and just kind of go for a volume. Mm. Um, and I think with you know, the benefit that some of these smaller brands if you like this year have got is 
there have been various tools developed in the last sort of two years, um, like Sky AdSmart, for example, that allow you to be uber-targeted yeah. mm. in where you deliver these ads to. Mm. Um, so you get a much better bang for your buck than, 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 you know, back in the old days when we were all looking at, like, right, can we afford to get one 30-second spot on um, the X Factor or you know the big launch spot mm. that was the big premium thing that you all went for mm. um, but now people are being much cleverer in how they're in how they're spreading their media mm. spend um, and, and making it work a lot harder and, and as I say you know you can use social much more aggressively mm. than you could and I think if it is your first foray into travel TV advertising as you I think you were saying earlier you either go really controversial and brave mm. or you play it really Research, safe yeah, yeah. because you kind of want you're dipping your toe in aren't yeah. you mm. yeah. and you're spending a lot of money they spent a lot of money obviously on producing it but also in their they were on mainstream television mm. sky channel four um so as a first effort yeah um, i think you can probably see why they went the routes they did okay right lastly we're going to well the last clip we're going to play is um the turn of year ad from haven so here we go like this one just just talk us through what actually happens in the ad there's no narration is there so so explain it to yeah people. it's a bit hard to explain really but essentially um you've got a, a young lad um riding a, ch- a horse and chariots like a, like in ben-hur along a, um, a a beach we presume somewhere in england um uh you see various cutaways to people watching him go past a, a, a sort of older couple um and a, and a woman and a, and a guy and a little girl um, and then it cuts to his his teddy bear on the back of the chariot, um, and as the music reaches its crescendo, reaches the chorus, he opens his arms wide, and then at the end it cuts to his mum and, and dad and his baby sister, we presume, in the sand dunes, and his mum shouts out, Jack, not too far, love. Um, and, uh, you know, then it cuts back, and he's actually just running down the beach with a cape. It's lovely. Okay. Okay. It's lovely. And why, why do you like it so much? Well, I have to say my expectations for this were, were pretty low. You know, when I when I when you sent me the link and it was the, I saw it was Haven, I thought, oh, I'm gonna, there's going to be some nice shots of of, of um, uh, you know caravans and whatnot, maybe a swimming pool, kids playing in it, you know, sandcastles, that kind of thing. So this is a really brave um, creative direction for them to take, um, and and I think it works for them. It's got it's got memorability. Um, I, when it finished, I immediately went back to the beginning and watched it again. Um, and it's got humour. Uh, I think it deserves to do. I think it deserves to do well for them. Um, and the use of the soundtrack, I think, is great as well. It's a, that's a classic song. Um, you know, one of my. You know, it's on my playlist. And then I was, you know, oh, great. Oh, you know, this is uh, this is. It really works for them. Mm. You know. Okay. Would you take your take your kids? Yeah. Haven holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the basis of that, yeah. I think you yeah. know. It, you know, and it's a, for a domestic brand, and I think it does something interesting it doesn't rely on kind of cliches around about you know holidays in britain and stately homes and all that sort of mm. stuff 
um, it tries to do something different with, with that kind of proposition. Yeah, okay. Steve, what did you think of this one? Well, I, I think any ad that's got uh, swords of a thousand men is one goal up before they even start. Exactly. So that's a fantastic uh, um, piece of uh, music for the music bed. Um, I thought it was a great ad, and I'm like Phil, I kind of have this uh, preconception about sort of domestic holiday ads. Um, and we've seen one or two of them in this season that kind of just do what, uh, what we normally see. This was very, very different. And what I really liked about it, and I thought Phil's summing up was almost as if he'd read it off the storyboard there. That came straight from the top of his head. It's brilliant. Um, but the, the key thing is, I've just ho- uh, um, spent Christmas with my grandchildren. I've got three grandchildren, roughly of those ages. And I've seen how they imagine things. You know, they'll, they'll watch something on TV, but they are literally driving a chariot or whatever yeah. it is. You can see them. So it really plays well with that. And what you've got there is you've got his, one would assume maybe his sister or a cousin or something watching him and she's more or less the same age as him and he's on this chariot. And then you've got clearly older generation that could be grandparents seeing him on his chariot. And he's living uh, a fantastic existence, even though he's in real life just running along the, the beach. And then I love the bit that the mother comes on at the end and kind of qualifies it all, but he's still living that uh, that dream. It's all about that fresh air and, and all the rest of it. So I thought that ad was uh, was really, really strong. Yeah, it was lovely... just unfortunate that there's a stronger ad, in my mind, yeah. in a very, very strong field. But yeah. it was a good ad. It's got a lovely punchline. Um, and as you say, Jack's living his best life on a haven holiday. You know, yeah. and, that, and it really brings that together yeah. and, and brings it to life nicely okay all right we're going to talk about a few others now we're not going to play clips for all of them because there are so many this year um so let's talk about um the cruise lines um we had royal caribbean coming back to tv after um a bit of a a pause from from going on mainstream tv celebrity cruises and msc mscs came out um quite recently on new year's day so um steve what did you make of the cruise lines efforts this year? Well, I, I always have a thing with, uh, and now I'm a big cruiser, right? So, um, you know, I put my cards on the table, but I always feel that the cruise industry struggles to get its story across because people are either um, into cruise or they're not into cruise. And the, the, the perennial problem for the cruise industry is how do we appeal to people outside of the, the cruise sector? Um, and I think we see Royal Caribbean, who've got uh, one family, one holiday, which is is a very, very action-filled ad. Um, it shows all sorts of scenes of slides and, and diving and all sorts of activities that you would not associate um, with being on a cruise ship. And the brave thing I think Royal Caribbean do is that they have no uh, um, picture of ship. It's very, very much in the, in the distance, in the background, but it's not there really in any way, shape or form. And it's got a very, very loud music bed. And I spent uh, the Christmas uh, reviewing these ads uh, with a house full of millennials with children. And this was the only ad where um, a millennial mum turned to me and said, that would excite me about going on a holiday. And I thought that, you know, if that's their demographic, which I imagine it is to appeal to a market that is uh, um, not necessarily cruising yet, I think they've uh, hit it bang on. And it emphasises also families. You see a lot of families mm. doing things together. Different types of families. Yeah, when you well, go on yeah. a cruise, particularly on the mainstream cruise lines, you do see that big chain of families from grandparents down to, to grandchildren. Um, so I thought they, they ticked that off uh, um, beautifully. Okay, and what about MSC and Celebrity? Well, MSC and Celebrity um, are a little bit more safe, um, I think. Um, now, I've got to say, Celebrity's got a great music bred to, to theirs, which is the uh, the whole sort of Wonderland uh, approach. Uh, so they've got that Jefferson Aeroplane mm. uh, um, uh, song, which is superb. And again, very, very uh, uh, poignant. 
but it's it's a little bit um, uh, what can I say? It's a little bit sort of off the beaten track. So someone who's dreaming, they shrink, they're running along a table. Um, I didn't quite get it. And then they finish with uh, the iconic Captain Kate. Now I know her, right? So that's fine. I know her. But if you're not not a cruiser, there's not much impact in fielding her. So I thought at best it would get people that have not who are cruisers but have not done celebrity to reevaluate celebrity. I don't think it would necessarily attract new people. And ditto for MSC. MSC was much more traditional, much more about the ship, uh, not as much as, as uh, um, some in the past have been, um, but very much about the, the starship of Bellissimo. Um, but again, I, I thought, you know, if I was watching it, I might consider going on an MSC cruise because of that ad. If I'm not a cruiser and some of my friends are vehemently opposed to it, that would not move them at all. Okay, Phil, do you think cruise lines should showcase the ship more <laughs> yeah. than they currently are? Or the, the, not? the thing that I always find faintly ironic about um, cruise advertising is that they just promote, promote everything except the ship mm. in, in, in many cases. Um, and it's like they, they almost don't want you to see it until the very until the very end. You know they can't get away without showing it at all. But it's it's um, it's it's in the end frame, for example, as is the case um, with the Royal Caribbean um, uh, ad. Um, however, you know, in the case of MSC, it was actually too much ship for mm. me. You know, uh, and that was that would turn me off. Um, you know, actively turn me off because I just felt like whoa, too much. Um, so in, in some ways, these guys, for me, you know, can't win. There's either too much ship or not enough ship, and and you know, uh, it's you, a challenge, they're, they're, isn't yeah, it? Trying it is. to appeal to it a is. new, if they it are is. trying to appeal to new cruisers, what do you do? Do you yeah, not <laughs> shove the ship down their throat yeah. and kind of show yeah. all the amazing activities and food on board of which there is yeah. on mm. most cruise lines, yeah. or do you go, no, we're proud. This is a ship. This is different to a hotel, yeah. actually, yeah. and and we should be proud of that and showcasing yeah. that. It's a difficult one. Yeah. I think it's almost the, the final frontier of travel advertising, really. If anyone comes up with an idea that can make cruising through TV advertising appeal to non-cruisers, they yeah. crack the market. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and it's a, it's a conundrum that has foxed that sector for a, for, for a long time, and, and no one's no one's cracked the formula yet, and, yeah. and, and good luck to them when they do, because you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. they'll, be, they'll be minted. Okay, cool. All right, um, so the OTAs, um, we had Travel Republic, Teletext and Travel Up each do TV ads this year. What did you make of their efforts, Phil? Did you think they did, did a good job? Travel Up gave me a headache. Why is that? Man, it was, yeah, um, too much for me, personally. But I get, again, why they're doing it. And, it had, like, the X Factor voice yes. style man, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I like tele teletext ones to focus on talking to their agents. You know, that, that was a, you know, that's an important message for them to convey. Um and Travel Republic, I have to kind of, uh, you know, admit to some vested interest in that because they're part of the, of the Donato Travel Group. Um, so I should probably keep my opinions to myself, okay. otherwise Frank will have mine. <laughs> Steve, can you talk about yeah. tra Travel Republic? Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Travel Republic, I actually thought was quite good uh, because it went down the humorous routes. You yeah. know? Um, and again, it's all about how do you make your brand stand out and people remember it and people watch the ad once they've already seen it. And I thought Travel Republic's uh, um, was just nice and quaint. You know, it's got that guy who's the comedian on uh, Britain's Got Talent, and mm. he's hanging off a watch, and uh, it's all about coming together uh, um, and you know taking the stress out of it and all, 
of a holiday. So I thought that went really well. Um, so um, yeah, I thought it was a good ad for what they had to do for the, from the brand perspective. Um, when we looked at the others, uh, uh, Travel Up I thought was, um, it was a bit garish really. We had that sort of shouty guy, so uh, any minute now I expected him to say, now that's what I call Music 22 or something, mm -hmm. because he had that shouty sort of voiceover, which would grate on you if you see that a few times. Um, and uh, I didn't like the no faff factor, but then I'm in the travel industry and I, I thought that's having a bit of a pop at travel agents and all the rest of it. So I didn't like that, but that could be a personal thing. Yeah, and sorry um, to interrupt, but the strap line. Oh, the strap line was dreadful yeah. because it was someone who thought, yeah, that's going to be a great idea. Why don't we try and be a bit edgy and, and up yours? And it's like, uh, it's like if you ever go on stage with a comedy costume and it's your first gag and it doesn't go down well yeah. and you then have to wear that gag right throughout, it's just embarrassing. So I didn't think... Uh, it's going to push people away. Why be rude to people? We yeah, to, I didn't you know. think it was going to work. And, <laughs> and the other thing is they're going to have to have a lot of spots to get that through. Yeah. They're going to have to have a lot of spots mm. on TV and I'm not sure they've got, uh, got the budget for that. And then Teletext. Well, um, Teletext is like a, a, a brand of my childhood, right? That's a, my, my dad booked all his holidays on Teletext, right? So I was really pleased to see them coming back to TV. Um, and their ad is what I would describe as workmanlike. It does what it says on the tin. It's very straight. It's very direct. And I am Imagine that if they're, is it a teletextbert? If their teletextbert is as straight and direct as their ad, then they're going to be pretty good to deal with, I admit, yeah. for a certain demographic. So I actually thought that was a good debut. Yeah, okay. all, those, all those OTAs, you know, have got to kind of look at it and say, right, we're all, comp we're all saying the same thing here, mm. which is, we will find you the cheapest holiday. Mm. And they, they have to make these ads work hard to make themselves stand out and, and, and differentiate themselves from what, in what is a very crowded, very noisy, yeah. very margin thin sector of the market. But they should take their lessons from the price comparison market. If you look at, compare the Meerkat and, and then the, the, the big uh, uh, Italian opera singer fella and then those two go twins compare. that used to mm. go compare. And then, and then there was the two twins, uh, the, the guys, that I can't remember what that brand was. But for a period of time, they were able to differentiate what was essentially the same product yeah. by the sheer strength of the, uh, the advertising and marketing. And that's what these OTAs have got to do because they're essentially offering the same product. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's just talk about two big players um, that we've not mentioned yet. EasyJet Holidays, they relaunched their holidays division in November, so that's when their ad launched, um, but it did play throughout the turn of year. Um, it's called Hide and Seek. Um, and then we also had Jet2, which did an ad for Vibe, their new millennial travel brand, and then Jet2 City Breaks as well. So, Phil, what, what do you think EasyJet Holidays, considering they'd relaunched, they're relaunching their holidays division do they do a good job with their TV yeah, ad yeah I think this is I think this is a good ad and I don't know what else you know it's it, we've all been watching it since I think November um, and I really like it you know I think it, I think it's very professional and very kind of um, uh, well delivered piece you know obviously got a big budget behind it um, I love the strap line I wish I thought of that uh, I think um, your search is over is great mm. or the search is over um, it nods to the airline without being kind of reliant on the on the on the on the on the big brother. Um, you know, there's accents all the way through it uh, without making it too kind of heavy-handed. It's very much kind of defining themselves according to their own their own proposition. Um, it's light. It's bright. It's sort of yeah. You know, it does it does all the work for me. Yeah. Okay, you you were less enthused by yeah, this I ad. Mean, you said it was a bit safe. Yeah, I thought it was too safe. I was just disappointed. I thought EasyJet, you know, you kind of alongside Ryanair shook up the uh, the airline market, and there's there's the real promise there of coming in and shaking up the uh, the package holiday uh, sector. 
um, and that just didn't come across. So, I mean, I, I agree with everything Phil has said in terms of the ad and its production values and everything else, but you could have inserted any brand name in there. I didn't get any kind of feel for what an EasyJet holiday would be compared to uh, a Tui holiday or, or even a first choice. I didn't get any distinctive feel there. All right, and Jet 2, Vibe and City Breaks? Well, I, I like Jet 2 uh, um, because I think uh, uh, they've, they've moved on. So what we've seen is they've dropped what they've had for three or four they've years. They've dumped Jess Glynn, yeah. haven't they? They've yeah. broken up. But, you know, I, I know that they got a lot of stick and maybe it's stayed around for a year too long. Um, but it was very, very effective for them. And you've got to, you've got to say that it, it kind of put them on the map in a lot of people's uh, um, uh, houses. You know, they suddenly understood who Jet2 were all about. So the time was right to move on. And I think that uh, um, this level of advertising where they've got, uh, you know, their city one shows you all the sort of iconic buildings of, of certain places. And the thing I like about Jet2 is that they still put the price up, you know, £60 deposit, which is a good call to action for a big chunk of the market. You get 22k uh, of uh, 22 kilograms of uh, luggage. I like that. It's, it's very simple, very plain. Um, but does what it says on the tin. Don't know, understand why they've created mm. Vibe as a strategy, and and the ad itself doesn't talk, you know, anything about the, the four different types of the Vibe proposition. Yes, just, that's it, true. Know, it doesn't yeah, mention that at all. There's yeah. no call to action. So let's just round off with a few others, and I'm going to ask you both to just rank your kind of top top three. Um, so we had Exodus. They did a travel ad, and Phil, you um, observed, unlike Steve and I, that there were no women yeah. in the ad. It yeah. looked like lots of men on solo holidays. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you're a single bloke, then Exodus is the um, holiday company for you, apparently. Apparently, um, women cease to exist in, on planet Exodus. I, and I'm sure there's a, a, a good reason behind that, but uh, once I've noticed that, I couldn't get beyond it. Um, and it's a shame, because, you know, the ad is probably perfectly, perfectly adequate, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but they really missed a trick there for yeah. me. And I think uh, you know we, we had a bit of a laugh about it earlier, but it is important. People do notice this kind of thing, and it yeah. does it does drive yeah. opinion. Um, and and you know I'm sure I have no doubt at all that Exodus has some great female um, tour guides and great experiences. You know, um, led by women, and they are you know certainly not trying to exclude women. Mm. But that ad. Yeah. Did that for me yeah. and we should say we did try and find if there was another version mm, of the mm. ad that showed more um different people in it including women and um, we couldn't find one so i mean if we do find that yeah, then apologies we will, to yeah, then, if, yes. there is a, if there is an all-female um <laughs> ad out there somewhere yeah. um but you can't rely on the fact that people are going to see both yes. Yes. Yeah. well exactly exactly yeah. but as you say it was uh, uh, until you'd mentioned that, I thought it was, it was really good. Now, I, I've got to say, I think Keone uh, kind of shook the market up last year. And I gave them a very strong rating last year because I thought they were head and shoulders above everybody. Fantastic uh, um, strap line, you know, uh, holidays worth talking about. Uh, fantastic tune, happy talk, great visuals and all the rest of it. Um, you can't keep making that every year. So they've refreshed it this year. Um, I don't think it's lost any of its uh, potency at all. It's just the rest of the market's kind of caught up with it. And that's always the uh, the, the problem of a, a leader, you know, that the market will catch up with you. So they didn't win it for me this year, but they were still very, very strong. And then we had Olympic, which showcased uh, Greek island hopping and host seasons. So give us your thoughts on, on those. Uh, uh, box ticking exercises for me. Um, you know, good. Um, functional um, the Olympic one I think they ran out of budget so I couldn't afford a voiceover yeah and there's it, no narration <laughs> was there but beautiful imagery yeah yeah, yeah great um, fantastic but did it move me to suddenly want to go and book a holiday um, 
with them, not really. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, host seasons ticks all, tick, like literally ticks all the boxes. We observed the fact that uh, suddenly it was a very kind of, you know, in the context of what we were just saying about the Exodus ad, these guys have gone to the other extreme and made sure that everybody is represented in all the shots, and it's very balanced. Okay, so I'd like you each to rank um, your top three ads. So first, second, third. But what? I think I know what your, both your top one is, but Steve, one, two, and three. Australia would be my Tourism Australia would be number one. Um, number two would be Royal Caribbean for me, Okay. I think it did. Number three would be uh, first choice. Yeah, Tourism Australia, it's a given. You know, as I said at the beginning, everybody was everybody else is fighting for second place. Um, it would have been on the beach next, uh, but a late entry was Haven for me. I really like the Haven. And then I'd say on the beach. Okay, brilliant. So different choices. But yeah, Tourism Australia, Tourism Australia yeah, yeah, out yeah. there way in um, front. Everybody's going to have to start working on how they better that next year yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all getting on to the booking agents and Kylie and co. <laughs> but, all right. Um, so Steve has reviewed a whopping 20 turn of year TV ads. So pretty much all of the ones we've mm -hmm. spoken about. And I think there might have been a few others. Um, for Travel Weekly, which we um, will publish online. And you can read it in full on our website, travelweekly.co.uk. It's also in this week's magazine. That's the January the 3rd edition. Thank you both for coming in and um, reviewing uh, this year's ads, of which there were many. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.